Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And we have a guest here today for a very special movie. Um, we have our friend Molly. Welcome, Molly. Hello. Um, what movie are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Oh man, everyone! Hey, hey, May the Fourth be with you. Oh yeah, that's right. This will be released on yes. May Fourth. Wow! Yes, Happy Holidays, everyone. <laughs> Happy Life Day. <laughs> oh jeez! Wow! Um, so excited. So yeah, Molly, do you want to discuss your your love of hate of Star Wars? Um, sure. wh- why are we doing this movie? Yeah. So um, Star Wars has always been big in my life. Uh, I went to go see the premiere of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, when I was, uh, you know, I guess a, a, a wee lass in, <laughs> in what, 1999? Is that when yeah. the film came out? Jeez, it's been yeah. so long. Um, yeah, uh, my dad irresponsibly showed me Star Wars when I was three years old, um, much to my mom's disappointment. Um, <laughs> but I fell in deep, deep love with the Star Wars universe, and it has been uh, part of my lifeblood ever since. Yeah, we we definitely have that in common. Um, I know Lewis. I mean, like pretty much everyone our age has that same connection with with the property. Um, but like, I I had the same kind of weirdly obsessive and and extremely enthusiastic um, appreciation of like the Legends continuity. Um, I was a fan of the prequels when I was a kid. I kind of disabuse myself of that notion by the time revenge of the sith rolled around um but yeah like i i, I know like just because we're this we're the same age like we kind of grew up in that time where we remember a, a pre-prequel star wars a little bit and we also remember like the in between the prequels and the sequels era so like we, we've had the the weird versions of star wars yes Yes, I, I I had the VHSs with the Martin Mull George Lucas interviews before them. Yes, me too, me too. <laughs> and I, nice. And I actually used to sit and watch them when I was like six years old. <laughs> okay, I, I wouldn't do that, but like that's. Oh man, yeah, I I remember. Um, and God knows where they are, but like we we had the pre special edition VHSs, and, and those are those are the ones that you're talking about, I think. Yes. Um, but, and then we also got the, the special edition trilogy and just, I don't know, we're in, you, you were, you've read some of like the legends books and comics and and video games and shit. A long time ago, but yes. In a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, yeah, so this would be interesting. This is why we tapped you specifically for this movie because, um, this this one's a doozy. This is yes. uh, this is this is something. And thank you so much for thinking of me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, ever since we had Mark on um, to do in in time. Yes. In time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I and, had um, I'd, I'd never seen it before, and I watched it with him when he was preparing for the podcast. And honestly, <laughs> yes. not that bad. Yeah, it's dope. Better than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It better is than, better so much this. better than this. Wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what I, I guess before we we jump into this movie specifically, um, what do both of you think of the sequel era of Star Wars? Um, I mean the the, the other two movies like uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Skywalker, mm. The Last Jedi, The Last Jedi, right? Fucking, well, um, 
I think not good, folks. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the Last Jedi. I think it's top tier Star Wars. Um, wow. It's it's yeah. It's like it, it's better than any of the prequels, which and it's better than the other two sequels, which kind of by default puts it into top tier. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I absolutely agree with you nick um i i think that the force awakens was a rehashing of a new hope that maybe we didn't quite need um i was looking for something a little different not something that was so dripping with nostalgia Mm -hmm. uh, and not something i'd seen before um but with the last jedi like okay let's face it the pacing wasn't great and there were a lot of things they could have left out, but it was dark, it was gritty, it was emotional, it was poignant. There are so many good things I could say about it. And this would be a much different episode of this podcast if we were reviewing that movie <laughs> instead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I think. I like that would be a, a, an appropriate movie for this show, but I think. Um. Yeah. For I totally think different com- reasons, right? Because like, it, we actually like we it. We actually <laughs> like it. It is a fresh, like a certified fresh film, but the yeah. nerds fucking hate it. Similar to like yeah. Solo when we did our episode on Solo, right? Like yep. made a ton of money. It's actually certified fresh, but a lot of people just like, I don't know, for some reason, dislike that movie. I do have a confession. I still have not seen Solo. I got maybe 15 oh. minutes oh. into it and I turned it off. Okay. that's. <laughs> that's I, I will say it's like... It's a hard to watch movie. It's it's literally hard to watch. It's it's very dark. Like you can't oh, see yeah. anything. Oh yeah, the cinematography is actually fairly dark. <laughs> yeah, unless unless it's like a like a laser blast or a, like the engine of a ship. It, yeah. you can't see anything. Yeah. But I will say it gets better after those fifteen minutes. They're a little rocky. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's yeah, it's it's an interesting film. It has some good leftist uh, and leftist leftism and leftist reads in it. I'll give it another shot. Because I will say The Last Jedi has a lot of good leftist reads, too. And I yeah, think that yes. that was severely lacking in this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to say the least. Um, and yeah, I I, I, w- I will agree with you, Molly, on, the, on Force Awakens. Like, it, it's basically a soft reboot of New Hope. Um, I guess from, like, a marketing standpoint, that made a lot of sense. Like, it introduced a lot of kids and, like, I don't know, Funko Pop dads and their kids to, like, A New Hope all over again. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's... The Last Jedi is the only creatively worthwhile one in, in the sequel trilogy. Um, I love what they do with Luke. I love what they do with Kylo. And Ray, like Ray's only interested in that one, I think. Um, and they throw it all. And they throw it all away. Yeah, for this. it definitely has the most interesting cinematography of of the new mm-hmm. of the new trilogy, right? I mean, like this film looks like trash. Um, it's it's shot like trash. The the editing is trash. But like that film, I can think of uh, you know a couple of shots still from uh, that film, Last Jedi, that I'm like you know that they should be indelible. Um, but you know I think most people don't want to admit uh, that, so we're gonna try and forget about them or wipe them away from the nerd conscience. Sure. Um, so I guess to dive into this uh, pile of bantha poodoo, um, <laughs> we can we can we can introduce it as uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> or the assassination of Ryan Johnson by the coward J.J. Abrams. <laughs> that, that cute little note there. Uh, Jar Jar Abrams, I think you mean. Jar- yeah, Jar Jar. <laughs> yes, we, yes, he is, he really is. He truly is. The fucking worst. Um, oh, this is Christ. the second Jar Jar movie we've done. 
the the we we did a regarding Henry for the show. Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. Okay, I was like, wait, what Jar Jar film did we did? That's right. Yeah, he wrote that one. All right, I was I would well, we not agree to do one another too. one of these fucking movies. Yeah. Uh, so the cast here, we have a lot of big names, obviously, a lot of returning favorites: um, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Naomi Aki, Dom Hall Gleason, Richard E. Grant, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Lupita Nyong'o, Carrie Russell, arguably, uh, Junis Suotomo, Suo, Suotamo, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, barely, Ian McDermott, Billy, Billy D. Williams, Greg Gunberg, Shirley Henderson, uh, in the best role. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Billy Lord, Dominic Monaghan, and Warwick Davis, which I appreciated. Yeah, I, I was thinking about putting like all the other voices we get in there, but like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I mean, Frank Oz, obviously Samuel Jackson, uh, Ewan McGregor, but who fucking cares? Like that scene's fucking trash. That scene is, (laughs) that scene's wild. Yeah. Let's pause all the action to do like this, this shot of a a, a shitty, like, you know, aquarium, like presentation at a planetarium. (laughs) Like Jesus. Yeah. Um, that is what so, that was like, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's those are the words I've been looking for. <laughs> this is look up at the aquarium. ceiling. Oh yes, I just got out of school for a few hours to go to the planetarium at my local aquarium. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie did make it did break a billion, um, against a budget of two hundred and seventy five million. Um, audience score eighty six percent, which is a lot higher than I was expecting. Tomato meter fifty two percent. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of fans dislike this movie, but I, I guess there's an even more sizable contingent who just like, they're like, yeah, it's the last Star Wars. Like, right. it's good. The casual fans, I think, like who have you yeah. know, who don't give a shit about the extended universe or anything like that. The expanded universe. Sorry. Or even more to the point, I'm thinking like just casual moviegoers who who aren't as I, I don't want to be like, oh, they don't understand the film, but just like, <laughs> you know, there are there are people like that who sure. just don't give a shit, and that and that's fine. Yeah, it's something to do, right? Like, or it was something to do. Go see a movie, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> Maybe never again. Inshallah. No, I'm kidding. But movies, <laughs> going to see movies are cool. Just the whole industry is fucking corrupt. But <laughs> we do have a. Um, selection from Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone um, and Travers writes comparisons to the past history of Star Wars let's not dwell on the excruciatingly dull prequel trilogy that Lucas voiced on us started in 1999 don't really serve its final chapter but there is a provocative theme at play the attempt of the Emperor to make the Jedi feel alone in the galaxy and incapable of resistance even a Wookiee would get that Trump reference (laughs) (laughs) It took me a second for my brain to catch up to what I was reading. <laughs> I was hoping that would happen. <laughs> That's really dumb. It's so dumb. I, I hate Peter Travers with a passion. Wookiees are smart. Yeah, Wookiees are smart. Wookiees right. are smart. Like, Chewie's never presented as dumb. No. Peter Travers is a casual movie fan uh, at the best of times. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and, and the worst of times and, like this. And the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Peter uh, Travers is a lib. Yes, and that is yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> A big old limp. Yeah. Um, and Travis, go- Travis goes on. There is also no dispute in the fanboy reverence Abrams feels for what came before. The X-Wing dogfights, the lightsaber duels, the camaraderie. 
Lucas recently expressed his disappointment that The Force Awakens was basically a remake of his 19, 1977 Star Wars A New Hope. And others will never forgive Johnson for turning Luke into the mad nihilist out of Apocalypse Now and The Last Jedi. No, that was amazing. Yeah, come on. But there we go squabbling again. Flaws, flaws and all, The Rise of Skywalker is part of our film history and when Ray and Kylo sees the screen, an indelible part of our hearts. So good. I love it. There are lots of things that are part of our film history. <laughs> Yeah, birth of a nation. Uh, uh, birth of a nation. <laughs> it's uh, solo or 120 days of. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. It's really that's like the the bar is like you know uh, under the ground at this point. Like it's in the Earth's core. Like it's just this is so fucking stupid. The planet's core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send a send a blast right into it and just blow it up, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but I I do think that's that piece is like representative of how most non insane star Wars EU people, um, consider this movie. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. They, they wrapped it up. Like it's, it's a trilogy of trilogies. Like they, they wrapped it up. It's done. It's, it's a good, it's a good time, whatever. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think Peter Travers is a good barometer for like the most casual and most normie, like film goer um and it's crazy because like he's been doing this for generations like this man has been (laughs) he's been a film critic for a very long time and we've just and rolling stones has just like allowed him to have like the most rote interpretations of any movie but i guess like you know after a certain period of time that's just what film criticism became so i I mean i guess he's he's you know he's the poster child for that um outside Mm -hmm. of you know someone like you know roger ebert of course May he rest in peace. <laughs> He's a force ghost now. <laughs> <laughs> we hear his voice at the end of the movie. I think we just figured out the uh, artwork for this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> what a force, force ghost, ghost, Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ebert, Ebert, Roper, Siskel. Or Robert's, Robert's not dead. Um, no, but Siskel's dead. So Yeah, but so Ebert, Ebert and Siskel, yeah. force ghost. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. I hope that just exists on the internet because I'm not making that. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the plot, um, I guess we should say infamously, I, I think like the, the first warning that I knew this, this movie was going to be insane was like, they dropped a plot critical point, um, in a Fortnite oh stream. Oh my God. I forgot about that. There was, there was a star Wars Fortnite event going on. Um, and the first time anyone knew they, they confirmed that Palpatine was coming back. Right. Um, Palpatine sent out a transmission, yep. quote unquote, to players in Fortnite, yep. and like that was that was the big reveal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's in the opening uh, crawl. They mention mm-hmm. his broadcast, um, which it's just hilarious. Like, what's the first words of it? Like, the dead speak, right? Isn't that like the first two yeah. words? Yep. The dead, the three words, the the, the the dead speak, and then there's a broadcast. It's you know, it's like, wait, what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know that this is like likely a coincidence but also in the opening crawl they used the word phantom revenge and hope and i was very intrigued by that (laughs) that is a good that's a good catch i didn't Um, catch it because i didn't read it (laughs) you didn't need to lewis i got it didn't need to (laughs) good i'm glad i'm I'm validated there Francis Ford Coppola. This one was not, as opposed to the first one. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I know his his uh, his uh, new Hollywood buddies. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, J.J. Abrams has no new Hollywood buddies, but uh, yeah, Lucas's new Hollywood buddies really helped him with that first one. That's for sure. <laughs> oh Jesus, yeah. Um, 
I, I think like that's the prevailing theme here. Um, like Star Wars has had such, I, I know we, we keep kind of laying the groundwork, but I think this is interesting. Like the, the original trilogy was like this insane, like once in a lifetime conf- confluence of events, like this new Hollywood upcomer and he had all these amazing connections and it just hit at the right time. Right. And like, it became this thing that no one could have ever predicted. And like, it, it made this huge impact upon pop culture. And then the prequel, it's like the calcified remains of that, just like marching on into the new Hollywood, like the, the, the contemporary Hollywood system. Um, and it's like this living dead thing that just like is propped up by nostalgia and then we have this iteration right. and it's like Disney reviving a revival. Yep. It, it's, it's, it's like a twice dead thing that was dredged back up to life. You could say that Disney might have gone too far in a couple of places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we could have. Yes. Um, and we did. Um, yeah. So how does, how does this thing start again? It starts with Kylo and shit. Killing uh, all those people yeah. in the forest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah which it, it's, it's Mustafar. Is that how it's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's good. it's where Vader's castle is, but we don't see Vader's castle because uh, Disney and JJ are cowards. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I I had no idea that was Mustafar until uh, Uber fan Lewis told me. <laughs> um, but like I subtle little bit of world building. I think it's cool that like oh there there's life coming back to Mustafar just decades later from when we see it in episode three. But um, but yeah, that of course that's not on the screen at all. Um, he finds like a, a Sith uh, wayfinder. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the word they use. Because mm. um, he wants to find. Oh God, this is so like Exegol. Exegol. Yeah, Exegol. But like, and and they all. This is like ripping off the Force Awakens because they're looking for the map to Luke Skywalker. Right. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. This is so incestuous and like yeah. so a rip off so of rip off. <laughs> Amazing. The yeah. plot is the same. It really is. Yeah. Oh my god, this is like to giving credence it. that that wild ring theory. Did you ever read oh, about that? Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> mm, I thought about that the whole time while I was watching this movie, actually. It's just The ring theory is just like another way of saying like they recycle the same shit over and over. Yeah, and it's good actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> good actually. It's good. Um Exegol's cool. I mean it, it's it's overdone, it's overdesigned to a fault, mm-hmm. but um we've never really seen like icy storm lightning planet in star wars i think yeah no not really and um and like it how, how do you guys feel about like palpatine coming back <laughs> it was awful yeah yes. just the stupidest thing i mean there's no lead up to it yeah. right like it literally you know i mean okay the Fortnite thing is absurd right but um <laughs> there's even in the other two films there is no hint at all that Palpatine will be coming back. Besides, no. we don't know anything about Ray's, you know, parentage, right? But even that, in and of itself, was leaning more towards, oh, she's actually a Skywalker or something, or a Solo. I don't know, something like that. It wasn't leading towards fucking Palpatine. And what's worse is that they actually explicitly say in this movie that both Luke and Leia knew that Ray was yes. a Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Why did they not say something to her sooner? Ridiculous. They should have been like, listen, hey, we got to sit you down. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. And we've been saying that this whole time because like, oh, yeah, your granddad was this big, like, bad guy. So, like, let's talk about it. Let's process it. Because this whole movie was basically Ray just, like, having an emotional meltdown trying to figure out what to do about this new information she'd learned. And 
she was reckless and there were no consequences for it. And in the end, everything was okay, I guess. And to bring it back to The Last Jedi, like, um, I thought that was a, the, the best possible route they could have taken. Like, oh, ev- everyone thinks it's about destiny. Everyone thinks it's about who you came from. But you didn't come from anyone. But you 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 still have you still have worth, and you still you still matter. Um, not not despite that, but because of it, like every, everyone matters, and that that was a perfectly wonderful, right? Quote unquote backstory for her. But no, we couldn't do that. No, no, there had to be some some amount of destiny um, at play. Of course, it just had to be yeah, the, you know, the dark side of the force. She had to be uh, of 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 Sith lineage, which like you know maybe if they hint, again if they hinted at it more in the last two films, I would be okay with it. I mean, I, I yeah. still would not be okay with bringing back Palpatine. Like, I mean, I get it. Ian right. McDermott hasn't done anything uh, in like 10, 11 years, so he needed a paycheck. But like, well, I I think it's I think it's less that, and they wanted to placate the fans oh, after yeah. the last Jedi. Oh yeah, no, obviously they don't give a shit about ian mcdermott's like uh you know career (laughs) (laughs) and he's probably fine also with his royalty checks but but you know Um, ian mcdermott is a good actor you know and he he did Mm -hmm. put on a pretty stellar performance in this film i think um and i really liked whatever that crane thing that was holding him was (laughs) was so fucking cool my my theory for why they designed it like that is um just so it could be like ready made for Star Wars Land at Disney, because like oh, they God. could they, they they could insert that into a ride because it, it looks like a ride thing. Like Emperor Palpatine's coming to yeah, get yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and and that's the other reason I think that they not just because Carrie Russell was not on set filming this. Um, I think correct. the other reason they did it like that was because they would make better toys. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's yeah. all commodity. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, and the Exegol stuff is cool. Um, it kind of remind like remind me of like Moria or something like this. These giant statues underground and like lightning striking off in the distance. Um, one of the more interesting and like the the inverted pyramid up top was was a cool visual. It, it looked like the Wayfinder. Kind yeah, of. so that visual was awesome. Like that was one of the cooler mm-hmm. visuals in this film when you we yep. actually see his I don't know palace or whatever it is mm-hmm. on Exegol. Um, but then when you get inside, yeah, like an upside down ziggurat, it, it was really cool. But then when you get inside, I mean, I, I get it. I like the Mind Samoria look as well. But like the lightning strikes really just didn't do it for me. They like highlighted how yep. bad the CGI was every yep. time. The, like it looked just, it yeah, looked animated, it, which I like, yes, duh, Lewis, it is actually animated. It's not, they're not actually real lightning strikes, but like it just, it just looked bad. It shouldn't appear in. Right. Yeah, that that's actually probably like a perfect example of overdesign to a fault. Yeah. Like, cool set upside down ziggurat with an underground layer. Like that's it. You you don't need this this insane like PS two tier lightning <laughs> go yes. off in the background. Yes. Um, also, I wish they did more with like his acolytes. Like, there's like thousands of them, or at least yeah. hundreds of them. Yeah. And it's just that like, oh, they just all die at the end, and then they don't do anything at all. Like they're just like in the stands at his colise- his weird coliseum there's some pretty blatant retro retroactive um continuity going on too because palpatine tells uh kylo like every voice you've ever heard inside your head has been oh yeah <laughs> which is an interesting hook if they had if there was any hint of that or any plausibility to it beyond just like shoehorn it in right it. and he created snoke right so like but what what's even the story there though is like is snoke oh, one of God, his yeah, like aborted like clones I think. I guess. Who fucking cares? Yeah. 
And the, the idea of Palpatine cloning himself over and over is taken directly from the Legends continuity, um, specifically the Dark Empire comics, mm-hmm. where, like, um, yeah, like, just Palpatine had a secret base away from the rest of the Empire, and he he had lived for, like, centuries just cloning himself over and over. Um, so that that idea has merit. Like, Dark, Dark Empire is a fun, like, pulpy comic book, mm. but, like, it, it works in, like, a pulpy comic book context, I think, not so much, like, a more... What what's supposed to be like in a more grounded, well, grounded I guess movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so what happens after that? Oh yeah, we we cut to Poe and Finn on the Falcon. Right. Yes. yes. And they're they're what? Uh, hyperspace jumping, speed skipping, oh, light speed yeah, skipping. Yes, yeah, yeah. light speed skipping. Yes. Uh, what are they doing? I don't remember. Why are they they're, doing that? They're trying to get away from the. They just received the message from the spy in the First right. Order, yes. so they're yeah. they're trying to get away from the First Order and and attempt to get back to their rebel base, right? With the secret that these movies have, like each one of the new sequels does something weird with hyperspace. In the Force Awakens, um, they do the trick where they they exit hyperspace right before they slam into the planet. Oh, right. So like. Mm. Hans Han Solo has like faster than light reflexes apparently, um, and then in the Last Jedi they do the hyperspace tracking and they do the hyperspace ramming. Right, mm. loved the hyperspace ramming. The ramming is yeah, just no, a that Holdo shit. maneuver. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Fuck everyone who says like, oh, that bricks can't. No, no it's, it's fucking it dope. Like it's one of the yeah. best visuals in the film as well. Yes, and the sound. Yeah, yes. and the sound design for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then this one, they're like, "Oh, hyperspace skipping. We're just gonna like, we're just gonna spam the hyperspace button and hope they they can't follow us because Tie Fighters can track ships through through space now, which is a new one." Um, yeah, we we get some like interesting like new locations they go to, and I, I like that mechanic guy in the, oh, in the, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. mechanic uh, alien cloud. He's a trototome. Hmm. Kodachrome. Kodachrome. Um, <laughs> the Kodachrome. Yeah, yeah he, he was I, I cool. I like his design. Um, he yeah. has those little like face spikes that look like whiskers. Yeah, he was cool. That that might be a reference to a prequel era Legends story where Anakin and Obi-Wan go to... It's, 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 a, it's a bonkers psychedelic story. They go. It's um, Rogue Planet. They go to a planet that's like a giant organism and they take... Not the Millennium Falcon, but another YT-1300 cruiser that's the same thing as Millennium Falcon. And the pilot is like a worm with spikes. Hmm. Interesting. So that maybe that's yeah, like maybe. A, a really oblique or reference. Or this know? is my, more my wheelhouse. It, it could be a Marvel reference to a character called Terror Inc. Um, who, who's like this genetically modified dude um, who uh, he can't die because like if you try and kill him, like say you cut off a limb, he can just like take someone else's limb, put it on his. And uh, his that's what his face looks like. He's like, he's like kind of green zombie looking, but he has like these three spikes on each side of his face. Um, but it's definitely not a reference to that, but I wish it was. <laughs> Marvel, MCU, it's... please make a Terror Inc. movie or TV show. If you don't, you're cowards. <laughs> Agreed. Um, oh, God. And then after after the sequence is when we meet Carrie Fisher's corpse. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. On the, the, the rebel base on some planet I don't care about. Yeah. On uh, Tropical Endor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 
th- this scene has like three interesting character performances, I think, because it has the the footage, the composited footage of Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. It has Kelly Marie Tran, who, um, apparently J.J. Abrams and company bowed to the demands of like Gamergate people because like she's barely oh, in she's it. barely in it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They should have let her be the star. She was incredible, and mm-hmm. this is an affront. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, and they also have like, the, just it's just. These people are just cowards. Yeah, um, they, it's all they about wanted market to make forces. Money. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they also have the Dominic Monaghan appearance, <laughs> which okay. is really distracting. I have really strong feelings about this because yes, it is. It's incredibly distracting. Listen, I love Dominic Monaghan. Okay, I yeah. had the biggest crush on him from like 2001 <laughs> to like I don't know. Sometime in late middle school. Today. Yeah, t- now. Today. <laughs> Until I saw The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> It'll do it to you. That's no, sure. no, I'm kidding. I love him. I, I think he's, you know, he was wonderful in Lord of the Rings. Uh, he's done a lot of other projects that I like. Uh, shout out to Dami Mons. But um, <laughs> it was incredibly distracting, and um, I didn't like it. it he didn't, yep. it, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. But he's friends with, with Jar Jar, so, yep. um, you know. Yep. That's that's why he's in this. Yeah. Like they they made a bet, or they, they made they made some kind of like dumb like gentleman's agreement. Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I just stuck you in? And like, oh. uh, yeah. I, well, that's why someone like Greg Greg Grunberg's in there too, right? I mean, like you know, Greg Grunberg's yeah. in like literally every JJ property. I mean, from Lost, from Alias to Lost to Mission yep. Impossible Three to a, a bunch of other bullshit. I mean, all of yeah. these films, he's he's the character Snap he's Wexley. Not, he's not in The Last Jedi. He's not in The Last Jedi? Oh. Oh, it's because it's, yeah, J.J., uh, right? Because yeah. of J.J. Because <laughs> J.J.'s just a producer. Yeah. Um, yeah, his character is Snap Wexley. Yeah, good name. He's just, but, I mean, he's just I, like, who gives a shit about that actor? I don't know. Like, he's just like, I, he's fine. I did. I did see a funny tweet. It's like he he's he's representing the Star Wars fan base demographic, just like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the movie Bob demographic. Oh God. <laughs> uh, no no movie Bob talk, no movie Bob talking this. All one. right, fine. Um, That's Haram. I get it. Oh, I was yeah, really yeah. hoping for some movie Bob. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we can. I, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to annoy Molly. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. Uh, I have strong feelings about movie Bob. <laughs> Did Movie oh, Bob Jesus, like yeah. this movie? I don't remember. I'm sure he did because he's he, a moron, he gave but... it a good, he gave a good review. <laughs> he, yeah. is, he is a bit of a moron. Yeah. He was spot on um, with uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, though, which does have to do with this because this script was, mm. you know, ri- was... written by uh, the wonderful Chris Terrio in association right, with the right. <laughs> So oh, right, right, right. That is oh, Jesus. <laughs> Forgot about that. God damn it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not seated any ground to movie, Bob. Uh, <laughs> okay, so he gets. I guess. I guess he gets one. Yeah, yes. we don't negotiate with terrorists. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus, we're gonna get sued. Uh, all of this is parody. <laughs> all of this is parody. It's par- He's gonna get sued in Minecraft, or in, in, he's gonna get sued in Fortnite because he's listening to Sheev Palpatine. Um, God, what else has been this fucking movie? I do uh, like Ray, Ray Trains. Yes. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yep. there's that weird CGI scene later on that we get just, it's like another training scene. That's why I'm thinking yes. about it. Where like Luke and Leia are training together, but like it's both of their like CGI yep. superimposed yep. younger faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, that... Billy Lord actually was the stand in for Carrie oh, Fisher really? in that scene. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and like, 
I love Billy. I I will be honest. Um, but yeah, like that great. was the CGI in that scene in particular. Like I just am really uncomfortable with having all of these dead actors come mm. back with their oh, faces, yeah. and it's, it's just not absolutely. It's not really respectful, um, yeah. and it's not well done. And I don't think no. we needed to visually see that. And the crazy thing is, they had face shields on anyway. We didn't have to see their faces. I thought it was like, no. oh, this is a perfect way to do it. Like, we've established this face shield earlier in the movie. We don't have to see their fucking faces. They're like, you know, they're desiccated CGI corpses. But like, oh, no, I guess we do. Like, never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> it's um, it, it's a real disservice to the act, the, the craft of like acting, yep. right? Because like, you, you I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the, of the Grand Moff Tarkin oh, in my Rogue God. One. Jesus Christ. Like, I guess from a technical standpoint, that's the best it's ever been in cinematic history. Like, so what? It. it what? So what? <laughs> yeah. yeah right, no, no, exactly. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. Uh, that that's not a good thing. I'm just saying, like, it was still distracting and it was still weird. And like, the actor that they chose to be the stand-in doesn't look too dissimilar from um, uh, Peter Cushing. Right. Right. So like, wait, why not just, just have use him. him? Do it. That's that was uh, that's call, what I call him said to Tarkin. people. Like after Carrie Fisher died, I was like, just like just use an actress that is, that looks like Carrie Fisher. I'm sorry. Like some people yeah. might think that that is you know um, kind of you know dishonorable to her legacy or whatever. But I, I just yeah. I, this weird CGI monster thing. Like we don't need that. That's just no. that's disrespectful. Come on. Yeah, it's um. It, it, it's definitely elevating the the product and and the this like weird notion of of canon above like the people involved in making this piece of art like this piece of this piece of craft I guess um, you know and it's just it's, yeah it's something that uh, I think I don't know I don't remember if it's season one or season two of BoJack Horseman uh, deals with where. Um, yeah they finish the movie with a CGI version of him because they've like, you know, scanned yes. all of his movements and his speech patterns. Like yep. they are actually doing that in Hollywood. Like um, mm -hmm. that's why I think Donnie Yen, uh, no, sorry, Jet Li um, didn't want to do it, a ton of Hollywood stuff because they wanted to like, you know, copy all of his movements, his moves. Yeah. And, and that's why he wasn't in the matrix. Right. Yeah. They did. They were like, we're going to scan you and we're going to have a copyright on how your body moves. And he was like, mm, nah, fuck you. Uh, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. No, that's that, Jesus. That is some dark. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie Yen um, actually sold out and he's fine with it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Leia, Leia trains Ray and it, it's so awkward. The, the writing in this part, it's cause like, it's clearly, archived footage from the first two movies and and they they almost like they, they have to write raise lines around that so like she she says things in in ways that she never would say like no no one would ever say them um so be so the answer can be generic from carrie fisher yeah. yes master um, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus it was so bad and there's that scene as well like it's just it's a terrible training scene like she's she's doing so yeah. well and then like randomly that little ball creature droid like like shoots her three times i mean i get like uh ben solo but you know kylo ren is like sort of communicating with her in that moment and like trying to reach out to her through the force so like she's distracted but it's just it's mm -hmm. also so poorly shot that it's you know you might not actually understand that that's what's happening as a casual viewer um yeah. i don't know fuck that scene 
Molly, can you explain like the dyad thing that they were kind of alluding to? Because like they, they get a, they get a lot of mileage out of out of the Kylo and Ray connection. They do, and like I do have a lot of feelings about it. Um, I think that the dyad itself is an interesting plot point, and I think that it works to an extent. Um, I think it worked better in the Last Jedi, but they do yeah. some good things with it in this film. I think um, because you really have that tension between the two of them and you have them sort of getting on the same level and you know they they begin that redemption arc in a way where the two of them are working together and playing off of each other's energies and playing off of each other's feelings um and they eventually get to a point of synthesis but then they just sort of leave you hanging yeah yes yeah um, I know like the, the idea was more prominent in earlier drafts of the, I guess of, of the story for all three yeah, of them. That's what it sounds like. Like the, yeah. Um, and then they definitely abandon it for, for whatever reason. And they, they kind of bring it back, but kind of don't for, for this movie. Um, I, I know the Trevorrow scripts dealt with it more heavily, mm-hmm. but like it, it clearly doesn't go anywhere in this one. Yeah. They could have done a lot more with it. Yeah. Yeah, they just really um, just um they kind of abuse the visual language of like them talking to each other and then they can like reach out and grab something from the other person's like, you know, sphere yeah. like they, they, we first see it when uh Ray is holding like a, a, a necklace or something when she's at the the festival of the ancestors and then he grabs it f- from her while they're talking and you know, he's on his ship somewhere um so that's that's introduced in this film that like they can reach through the force and like grab things in each other's physical locations they they introduced that in the last jedi in one of the coolest force i would say the best force scene from the new trilogy um when when ray is on um octo with luke she reaches out and touches the the rain and then Kylo looks down and his hands. Oh, right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that, that's, it's even, it's even done better in that movie just because it's like more subtle Mm -hmm. and it's it's shot better. Well, right. This one Um, is like super obvious. It's like, you know, here's the necklace that he grabs. Here's a close up for you. And then like the berries later, um, or in the Jimmy. It's, it's a D and D spell. In this yeah. Movie. yeah. Oh, for sure. It has like, it has like hard, hard mechanics that like have to be followed yeah. and established and everything. I like it at the end, but that's the only place I actually like it at. Like everywhere Same. else. It's just, Same. you're, you're right. It is just a, it's like some mechanics. You have to roll a, a D five or something. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. that this speaks to another issue that I find with the script of this movie is that they assume the audience is stupid. And if they're not super explicit about everything, that yes. the audience isn't going to pick up on it. And I think that this yeah. is one of those things where they're just like, hey, if we don't absolutely make it clear and spell it out for you that this is a thing that can happen, yep. then, you know, we're not going to be able to push the plot forward. And it's like, you, you didn't need to. You could have left it subtle. It would have been fine. You know, exactly. so, like maybe, okay, some people might not have picked up on it, but it's not you know, it wasn't so important that they needed to just like put it in your face. And they did so many things like that in this movie. I picture like Chris Terrio being like, ah, rule of three. Oh yes. Right. It's like, it's the necklace, it's the berries and it's the lightsaber. Like it, yep. you had to set it up or else the, the dumb dumbs who pay $15, you know, plus whatever $20 they pay for popcorn and soda. Like they wouldn't understand it if you don't do it three times. Oh, they did do the um, Vader helmet too though. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so it's it's right. those three, and then they do it the fourth time when it actually like means something. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
rule of four. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after they leave the forest, like it's some bullshit. They're like, "Oh, we gotta get going." We, I, I, why, why do they go to the the burning? Oh, because they have to get the, they have to get a wayfinder. Yes, as well. they they needed to find the the other yeah. wayfinder and find that uh, the Jedi hunter's ship, and that's where they meet Lando Calrissian. Yeah, right. That's right. Oh, th- this this scene was painful. Like I, Billy Dee Williams, good actor, seems like a good guy. Um, but like carting him out because they killed off Han and they killed off Luke. Right. And like they, they wanted to bring back some of that original trilogy magic. Mm -hmm. Um, when this movie should have been about leaving that, like this should have been the final leaving that behind and forging a new path ahead for star Wars. You got the wrong director for that. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying like, don't have Billy D Williams in this, but like the way that he, he was like, he functioned in the story it was like oh like like we still have strength from the old days like we still have this the old generation helping us and um i don't know it, it just left a bad taste in my mouth even his introduction was kind of a callback to leia in episode six right mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah which is bush yeah when she's dressed like it's a very similar costume um and mm-hmm. then he reveals that he is lando calrissian he even says, I have a bad feeling about this, which, uh... Right. Oh, God, yep. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. The I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but they, they go to, they, uh, what's it called? Pasana, I think is the, the planet. Um, Pasadena. Yeah. Pasadena. Pasadena. <laughs> um, Space India. Yeah. Um, where they have a it's holy cool. festival, it's... basically, or... or or, or burning man. Yeah, it's like the color, the color, the color run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's a plot question: Did Lando just land on that planet with Luke when they were searching for the Jedi hunter, and then just never leave? <laughs> right. He's like, it's just cool here. I like these guys. These Aki Aki, yeah, they're, they're they're dope. Like, what was he still doing also, there? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. He's like these these um, little these little babies. They're cool. They're cute little babies. Yeah. And also that this that belies like a misunderstanding of the original story by J.J. Abrams. Um, like Lando and Luke were never that close. Like like why was Lando going off on crazy Jedi adventures with Luke? Right. Yeah. Like Han didn't, and Han would have more reason to. Because it was convenient so. for the story yeah. they yeah. were trying there to we tell. Yes. <laughs> Lando, <laughs> Luke. It's alliterative. That's all that matters. They start with L. L-L. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Lando, his like post Return of the Jedi role, if he didn't do anything like with with the New Republic, he he would be like a magnate of some like like casino, and he would have sold out his image just like oh yeah, come on to Gen- General Lando's like a uh, land speeder deal with it or something. <laughs> yep. Well, he should have been Benicio del Toro's character from the Last Jedi. Like that's just what he should have been. Hmm. Oh, you're saying so he should have sold out again. Yeah. He should have returned to his evil <laughs> yeah. ways. Oh, that would have been, that just would have been that makes the most sense. Yeah. Like that would have been so mean spirited and yeah. great. That would have been but good. also like that's that makes sense with the, that the second film, right? Like like it you does. said, it's yep. little, it's darker as well. Um, and then like you know it would have added more to that plot line, which I think was one of the more interesting plot lines of the of the Last Jedi as well. Like the the you know yep. the arms sales, uh, which you know we yeah. we. 
are never have to think about um where these these arms come from and who's buying them in in the movies at least i don't know about the extended universe but um yeah it just would have added some weight to it if it was lando so yeah when these films are remade in uh 20 years uh hopefully i'm still around to tell them to do that also, this movie um, brings back Lando's uh, old war buddy, Nyan Num. Yes. He, well, Nyan Num, he was in the first, he was in the other two. He's like an X-Wing pilot, but they kill him. He dies. He bites it. Which one is he? He's the, Lando's co-pilot from Return of the Jedi, the Celestian. Oh, okay. Uh, blah, 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 yes. Blah, blah, blah. He just sounds mm, like that. Yeah. Okay. We, we just get some like pickup shots. He's, he's in a X-Wing cockpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But rest in peace. Um, oh god! And then, then after they're in Pasadena, they they find the worm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was cool when Ray healed yes. the worm, and yes. is one of the best things that I think you could add to force powers. I have no qualms yes. with that whatsoever. I think they should have played nope. with it more. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. And the the way that it functions, like. You you don't heal someone. You take their pain onto you. That that's such a good conception of like a, of what a Jedi would do with the Force to heal someone. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it distinguishes itself from like the Knights of the Old Republic games, where like you can yep. heal yourself, but it really is just like a spell you cast. You know, here it gives it's, it like it's cure, it's it's cure critical right, wounds. Right. Exactly. And not yeah, this like thematic thing. Yeah. It's like um, it's not the giver, but like. I think the sequel to the giver or there, there was like a trilogy of giver books by Lois Lowry. And in one of them, um, the, the, the ability of one of the characters is he takes pain onto himself and it heals people. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. 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 It's, it's an interesting addition, uh, for the force powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's always cool to see like a worm. A worm. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. True. Classic doing stuff. Uh, Oh God. And then we, then we get to, uh, the, droid the do droid the yes Sith. The one, yeah on, on, the, on the Sith the ship head. Yeah. Yeah. poor droid yeah i felt more for him than anyone else in yes <laughs> no yeah, that seriously sure. that's where my sympathies lie with that droid and like that <laughs> speaks volumes about the emotion in this movie is that it was so little yep. that i connected with a droid who had <laughs> minutes of screen time yes okay. who no, was voiced you. by uh jar jar abrams too so <laughs> <sighs> That's just another indignity heaped upon right. us. <laughs> um, I thought that the Sith ship was cool. It it looked, <laughs> it, it wasn't over designed, and it looked like it actually was a relic, um, as kind of loose and formless and stupid as like a, not a Sith assassin, but an assassin who works for the Sith. Like his name's Ochi or something. Ochi yeah. Min. <laughs> Ochi. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a movie I want to see. <laughs> The Star Wars yeah. Hoshi Bin story. <laughs> that's uh, the the Battle for Endor. Yeah, we, that's right. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. we've yes. seen that movie. We, we reviewed it on our podcast. <laughs> Wait, Wicked, yeah, Wicked, Wicked is, is Star Wars Hoshi right. I forgot about that. <laughs> shit. Oh, quarantine's destroyed my memory, folks. Oh. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, I didn't like the knife. It's like, okay, we're yeah. going to this planet to find the Wayfinder. <laughs> And instead of getting the Wayfinder, they get this knife that tells them where the Wayfinder is. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. Sure, why why not? not? Um, Oh my God. And then the 
the stupid move, the stupid scene for the trailer where Ray does the backflip over the over the tire. Yeah, yeah. it, it's a mm-hmm. cool maneuver. It's just like it was shot for the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have a fight. I mean, because obviously Kyla tracks are there. Horribly makes no sense. Um, Ray displays Force Lightning when she thinks che- Chewbacca is being taken captive. Yes. Um. And I hate the way that like force lightning is like the ultimate dark side power. Yeah, it, it's such like a first. First of all, Jedi should be able to do it too. Like it's it's dumb that they can't. Um, and it it it's, it it shows such a lack of imagination. Like it, especially contrasted with the the healing, which was like, oh, that's a cool new addition, and it makes sense with what the force could plausibly do. But just, you can you can come up with like some other kind of visually stunning. And, and workable like evil force power if you yeah i think a force resurrection would be like the good like it would be an interesting like sith force power like to be like the worst one possible yeah. because it'd be it's unnatural yes. even i think in the star wars universe exactly. for someone to be yeah necromancy seems unnatural yeah. even for star wars like yeah you have a force ghost but like still you really can't you know it doesn't change the world itself, um, the physical right. world. Although the Force ghosts in this movie can actually, you know, uh, touch physical objects. Uh, <laughs> yes, as, as we yeah, try yeah. to actually move them around. But like, yeah, uh, Force necromancy seems like somewhat unnatural and very Sithish. But it, you know, and they sort of hinted that, right? I mean, like, but not really with Palpatine. It's more of like a cloning thing, not so much like a total resurrection. So. And it would have been a nice counterpoint thematically to the the, the Jedi healing that right. we see. Yeah. It's like, oh, th- this is like a natural way of, of easing suffering, even if it means that you take on suffering. And this is a this is a counterpoint with like this is an unnatural way of like trying to get out of life. Right. Yeah. And don't they even mention that with like the like Darth Plagueis and everything in the prequels? Right. Isn't that like <laughs> they should have brought that? That's a great idea. Right. They they could have circled back to that. Like they could have Palpatine's corrupt. Yeah. That. Oh. And that would have been who's the casual fan fucking, here? Huh? Fuck you! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been great ring theory bullshit too. Yes. Oh my like, god, yeah. it would have been. So so like, and then we get to the point where they they blow up Chewie, quote yep. unquote. Okay. Yep. Oh. But so god. here's the thing: How did Kylo Ren know that that was going to happen? And don't say that he didn't because he used a decoy ship. Like right. There yeah. was a whole decoy yeah. ship that they used, and he was like, okay, so when she predictably tries to stop this from happening because someone tells her it's happening, then she's going to do the thing with the decoy ship and blow it up, and then she's going to feel bad. And, like, they set that up, but how and why? Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And even just, like, the idea of a decoy ship, I mean, we should have maybe even seen two Sith ships, like, beforehand, right? Yep. So it would be less of just a total surprise five minutes later we, you know where we could have yeah. been like oh yeah that's right there were two ships and like just in the moment we thought Chewie was on that one but like no there's just we just see one singular Sith ship and we like everybody in the audience I imagine thought yep Chewie's dead of course the logical thing to think in this moment and from a script writing perspective like what was the point of fooling us with a Chewie death but like, like I, I know the it's ostensibly to give Ray a reason to tap into her anger, but like that, that, that's so it undercuts. It, it just like undercuts its own yep. emotional right. moment. And 
you, you could have given her a script reason to tap into her anger without doing a dumb fake out. Yeah. Or just literally kill Chewie. This is fucking kill him. Yeah, no, yeah. Just d- don't do the dumb right. fake out. Do anything else, whether it's actually kill Chewie or do another contraptable shit. And it would have been have, an interesting... Right, exactly. Just like one consequence. And it would have been interesting, like thematically as well, on a somewhat literal level. Um, like, you know, they're doing a, a, a tug of war with this ship. So Kylo and Rey are doing a tug of war with the ship. She uses force lightning by accident and blows the ship up. She thinks she kills Chewie. Um, thematically, it would be like in the tug of war between the Sith and the Jedi, like there is some friendly fire sometimes, right? And just like your allies yeah. will die. Terrible things will happen to the yeah. people you love because of the, you know, the the, the dyad, the, the just like the, the you know, uh, perpetual fight between these gigantic forces but like no no Chewie's actually alive there's no thematic reasoning it doesn't fuck it like who cares oh she she thinks she learns a lesson (laughs) but then she finds out later that the lesson was worthless (laughs) um and this actually leads us directly to the other major major um undercut emotional sacrifice of the movie because um they find out on the dagger it's it's written in Sith language and and this is I actually thought this part was this detail was cool. C three PO can read it, but his protocol systems in his head won't let him translate right. it. Right, um, a little bit of like black black speech of Mordor going on. Um, so they go to, I guess it's another snow planet. Like at this point, every planet in Star Wars is one single biome. Whatever, it's a convention. Yeah, um, it was like Japan yeah, in like, winter. That's kind of what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Like a wood woodblock yeah, in kind Japan of, in winter, yeah. Or I was also thinking like um like France during like the Nazi yeah, occupation. Yeah, that's in that's true. That's more like it because yeah, all the the stormtroopers all around, yeah, stormtroopers. Um, yeah, they they go there because they need to bypass three PO's protocol programming, and they meet the best character <laughs> of the movie. Yes. yes. <laughs> um little dude you may have heard of named babu frick Amazing. um he's great he's a little jim henson dude um what is he like like a foot tall oh <laughs> it's something that. like that yeah he's so small <laughs> tiny he's little thing what, what does he say he's like oh hey hey, hey, hey. What's, what's his <laughs> yeah there we, go. there we go he says it multiple times and i love it so much <laughs> actually i don't know if it's a he or a she because it's it's voiced by shirley henderson um, who plays Moaning Myrtle in the uh, Harry Potter movies. But I don't know if... Um, mm, so they. I don't know if it matters also, but... Um, it looks like according to Wikipedia, Babu Frick is uh, male. Okay. Okay. It says yeah. was. <laughs> Babu Frick was. Wait, Babu Frick is dead? Did he die? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> I'm heartbroken. I, I think that's just the style bit. <laughs> I want I want the next oh, Babu Freak um, story. I don't care in what form. I'll even listen to a podcast about Babu Freak, but I want more Babu Freak. You know, like oh, what was that that show like um where the the meme of like the guys with the handlebar mustaches who work on who work oh, on like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, motorcycles chopper, or whatever. Yeah, the chopper guys. American choppers. A show like that, but about droids and yes. Babu Frick, just like, just like we're doing, making crazy droids. Like a protocol Fuck droid comes yes. in. It's like, hello, I want, I want racing stripes going up my ass or whatever. He's given a budget. Yes. Oh my God. I would watch that. I need this. Yeah. Yeah. 
he has he has like a bunch of like he has like an intern who's a jawa yes <laughs> or, what are those like pig looking guys um oh ugnots yeah just all, all all the short star wars characters who who are good with droids that's a that's like a niche yeah. amazing we um, can make that podcast we'll get sued but uh, oh yeah we should <laughs> totally <laughs> that's fine uh we also get uh carrie russell's body double and her voiceover <laughs> that she has. there's there's no way she no, was no. on set Mm-mm. why would you i mean i mean i guess i, I know why you'd want to be because it'd be cool to be on set but also like these movies i mean you just have like have incredible patience to be on on set with these movies because like you know the five lines of dialogue she had could be like three to four days of shooting so even just like seeing the cool set which i don't know they're probably not cool anymore anyway because they're mostly like green screen i I don't know if it'd be worth being on a star wars set anymore like the way it would probably during the george lucas days well i know i know at least for like the promotional marketing material leading up to the force awakens um they made a huge huge deal of like these are real sets these are real tracks like everything that can be done that's real we did it because it, it was like a very yeah. subtle way of saying like these aren't the right prequels. i don't believe it for this film though this film seems like it had way yep. more cgi than the other two did much definitely. to his gesture definitely also to, to throw the prequels a bone um a lot of the things that people think are fake were actually real especially in episode yeah. one yeah yeah. yeah, Jar Jar is a real person. <laughs> My best got uh, he he got body modifications to look like that. In all ways, except the physical Amagungan. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but then of course this this leads up to um, three um, PO the the C three PO infamous yes, and, and this is this, this is so frustrating because like for the first time probably since a New Hope. Or I, I guess Return of the Jedi because he translates for Jabba, and the and the Ewoks, but like in the first time for what feels like forever, C three PO has something to do and more importantly like sacrifice. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because because Babu Frick, uh, it he says it's impossible to undo three PO's protocols without wiping his memory essentially without killing right. him. Right. And C three PO like does it, which is it was moving. Like I don't know. He he's like I I want to contribute how I can and I can do this and I'll do it for you. Yeah, um, but that's all bullshit at the end. Fuck it. Like, who cares? Mm. Throw, that, throw that out. And even has that heartbreaking moment where, like, he's just looking at you know the the group. He's looking at Finn right. and and Poe and everybody, and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, just taking like one last look at you." And it's like, that's a dagger to the heart. Yep. This is great. Like, this is actually emotional. That was probably the most emotionally impactful scene in the entire movie. Right. Yeah. Like justice for three PO, but yeah. um, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I did cry during that scene when I saw it in theaters the first time. Yeah, it's it's legitimately emotional. Um, and then they took it away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I they, guess we they, could they, just they, say what happens now. It doesn't. We don't have to wait till later. But yeah, um, he makes a joke. They, well, they ask him like, "Oh, wouldn't like R two D two be able to help you?" Because R two D two is actually on the the other planet, the tropical Endor planet. R two does um, nothing in these movies. Does nothing in this movie. He's, he he he's he's, just, he's a th- he's a thumb drive. Yeah, he no really Essentially. he is, um, and three PO's like, oh, you can't really you know trust the, those droids, um, so no, I don't think he has my memory, um, and on his hard drive. But then yes, he does. He does have his memory on his hard drive. You can't trust my best friend who I've known my tra- whole life, traipsed around the galaxy for fifty, yeah. sixty fucking years. Like fuck him. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck that <laughs> asshole. I hate him. <laughs> 
and I get what they were doing with that, right? They like kind of like that 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 kind of banter, that that you know that like you know uh, Laurel and Hardy relationship, but it just it did come off kind of like disrespectful it was yeah like, no i don't i don't trust this little asshole like at all he's a fucking garbage can that, that is jj abrams like taking the sarcasm in a new hope literally and not right. understanding that it's like there, there's weight to it yeah. and there's there's right. affection behind it yeah yeah god damn it fuck I well i mean all the dialogue in this movie is trash right like so it's it's it is kind of the the MCU disease of like snark and um, okay. you know quippiness, um, you know. And I know a lot of people have talked about that, and 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 maybe we don't have to dwell on it too much. But I mean, it like for me, I know a lot of people talk about like uh, Josh we- Josh Whedon and like Aaron Sorkin, and I think like those are definitely inspirations for like how modern dialogue in these kind of movies is. But I also think like we don't. Um, talk enough about like David Mamet, the playwright, um, mm. you know, because like he was a screenwriter as well. He's made films. Was um, he a uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, um, which you know I think is one of his better ones. But um, I've read a lot of his plays, and they're fucking trash. He's not a he's not the best writer. Um, he does a lot of stuff like a lot of the verbal ticks in this movie, where like characters repeat shit. Like David they fly Mamet now. Is, yeah, they fly now. Like, I could see that written in a fucking David Mamet play. Like, so, I don't know. I mean, you know, um, he is a more interesting person than, like, Aaron Sorkin or Joss Whedon. But, like, also, you know, he I think he's a tad guilty for, like, our, our, our current landscape of, of pop culture dialogue. Interesting. I've never heard that before, but I total, it totally tracks, I think. Yeah, I, the only good thing he's ever written was uh, uh, um, Bambi vs. Godzilla, his book about um, movies. But it's 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 uh, it's not dialogue. It's just you know it's mm. film theory, and it's it's pretty good. But uh, generally, fuck you, David Mamet. <laughs> in Minecraft, uh, in Fortnite, not real. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, what else? Oh, so I guess of course the resistance finds them on the the Vichy France planet. Um, they they run around. They kind of I don't know. Stormtroopers are shooting people. Poe and Finn do nothing in this movie. Nothing. We, no. we haven't even mentioned them yet. Then, uh, like Ray feels that Chewie's alive, right? Like, yeah. she just like senses <laughs> that Chewie's still alive. Is that what happens yeah. there? Okay, yeah. she literally does. Yeah, she's because just like, the- oh, we gotta go to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she? She steals a ship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She steals a ship. Oh, and Carrie Russell gives the coin. Poe yeah. the coin. Yeah, the coin. Hey, this thing can unlock anything in the in the in the first order. Like, like go. I don't, I don't need it. Fuck it. Yeah. Take this priceless thing. I was just talking about how important it was and how much I need it, but in, never mind. <laughs> and, and how much and how much I hate you. <laughs> yeah. I, she looks like a Power Ranger too. Like she has she very like big Power yeah. Ranger energy. Yeah, it's like helmet and bodysuit. Yeah. 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 Um. God, then Ray's on the ship. She saves Chewie. Here's the thing. I have to talk for a moment about, like, all of the child soldier death we see. Because oh my God. It, is, yes. it is absolutely canon at this point yes. that stormtroopers yes. are, like, adult child soldiers that have been kidnapped from their homes they don't know where they're coming from it's also explicit in this film that there are other stormtroopers who like took up arms against 
the, the against the first order and we're like fuck you we're not doing what you want us to do like we're people yep. there's no reason for us to be doing these things and starting yep. their own colonies and things like that so like why are we just killing stormtroopers left and right and like not thinking about like the fact that they know and finn knows you know very right. well mm-hmm. that you yes. know killing these people is like okay you know, maybe we go back to the way it was in the original trilogy where, you know, you didn't necessarily kill the stormtroopers. Like, the blasters aren't very good. You know, you just try to get them out of the way a little bit. Yeah, some people die. But, like, let's let's try to not kill the, the child soldiers. <laughs> I, I will give Kevin Smith a bone here. Um, I saw some footage. He was talking about this movie. And he said, like, that would have been the perfect conclusion to Finn's arc. Yes, because he knows what it's like. Right, and when he, I guess, to yeah. fast forward, they go, they go to Endor because they they're trying to find the second Death Star. Um, when Finn meets the other ex stormtroopers, um, he's like, "Oh, so like I didn't know that there were other ex stormtroopers." And the perfect line would have been for Lando's daughter, ex stormtrooper, to say would have been like, "Oh yeah, like you inspired us," because he was like yeah. the first one to defect. Like that would have been so good. Yeah. Right. Um, it would have give give given Finn like weight, like it, it would have given him purpose, like he could lead a stormtrooper uprising or something. Um, it was all it's right there. Yep. It's right. Like, it's right, right there. Yeah. But no, no, he he does nothing. He 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 screams after Ray because he loves her, but we can't have an interracial romance in Star Wars. No, Mm-mm. not gonna happen. Yeah. No, I mean like even if they just change like what weapon type he used, right? If it's like okay, blasters. This will kill another stormtrooper. What if, like, all those ex stormtrooper guys just like had clubs or something? I don't know. Like, I mean, granted, like at the end when they're on the star destroyers, like obviously they're ev- all everybody's gonna die because they're blowing up fucking star destroyers full of stormtroopers. But like, even just like that little visual language of these this crew, this you know ex squad of stormtroopers, at least like a modicum of like um, you know some mercy to their their fellow soldiers. Yeah. Or you know what? Set to stun because that would be visually right. distinctive too. You could actually tell the different sides. Right. One side uses the red killing. One side uses the blue stun. Yeah. Yeah. Literally anything. Like yeah. <laughs> some thought put into that at all. Yeah. But no. Okay. Yeah. Instead, child death, child soldier murder, you know? Yeah. yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. They have guns. They're called soldiers. They got to die, I guess. God, it, it, this movie is so fucking, it's not super long, but there's so much jam packed into it. Yeah, because at this point in the script, we're only at when they go to the the remnants of the second Death Star. <laughs> yep. Oh my Which, god, it's like another what, hour of this movie. Yeah. What, what What did you think of the intricately cut dagger that if you hold it up to the horizon, don't they know exact, about erosion? <laughs> right. At this exact point, I I will say like it's it's a neat idea if it was if it would be like in a magical fantasy thing where like it there's like some idea of like premonition and like getting the circumstances exactly right so that a magic spell on a dagger can work like if you set it up properly but in the star wars universe it, it, it's nonsense yeah it's really dumb and and like i want to go back to to the um to the first order ship for a second because this is where the reveal the palpatine reveal happens Right. Oh, um, right. Yeah, we skipped that. <laughs> and uh, it's so lazy because oh, yeah. everyone's expecting it. It comes out and you're just like, okay. And it doesn't It doesn't even feel like it's a reveal at that point because no. they've hyped it up so yeah. much and they've talked about it and you know Palpatine's there and you, it's like 
all of the clues are pointing in that direction and then they tell you and you're like okay well thanks yeah so what we figured it out like 30 minutes ago Uh (laughs) oh this is where we also learn the earth shattering pointless bit that general hux is a traitor he's the traitor oh my god why yes Um, i I love his line read he's like i'm a spy (laughs) it's like wait what you just gonna say it (laughs) i'm the spy and it's because i hate kylo ren yeah 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 thank you (laughs) thanks he's like i don't like you guys i just hate kylo and i I want to be the ruler it's like no we know that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah it is cool when Richard Grant shoots him in the stomach, though. I like that yeah. scene. Yeah, very kind of unceremonious <laughs> death. It's good, because, like, who fucking cares? He rips the gun out of a stormtrooper standing next to him and just guts him. Uh, that, that, was, yeah. that was, like, that, that, was, that was shot like a funny scene, yeah. even though it wasn't supposed to be funny. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I think Domhnall Gleeson was kind of a funny casting choice for the role anyway. Um, yeah, And it just sure. it didn't fit all the way. Like, I like Domhnall Gleeson, but I, I feel like this wasn't exactly... Um, the most effective use of his talents yeah yeah that's that's definitely true um richard e grant was pretty good he like it's a throwaway role but he he's he does well he he kind of gave me a little bit i was hoping they would do like kind of a grand admiral Thrawn thing with him and have him be like more i don't know like cultured or just kind of more going on but he, he's just like new hucks essentially just yeah right with with, mm-hmm. with his temper under control yeah. i guess yeah um, but then the reveal that Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter um, yep. is is basically exactly like the uh, Vader Luke reveal, right? Of 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 Empire. It's so it's just like, come on, really? Yep. <laughs> like, sure. Why not? Uh, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Really. I mean, just to to have that parallel um, be so obvious. Um, but that's why they did it, right? Because ring ring theory. Ring ring theory. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, the idea of Palpatine having descendants is, is referenced in the EU. There, there were there was a series of kids' books about that. Like this, this three-eyed alien. He's like a human, but he has an eye in the center of his forehead called tri, uh, trioculus. He claims to be Palpatine's son, but he's a fraud. And um, like all of his force powers are ma- like, they're like stage magic, and like he he convinces people that he's actually a dark side force user. Huh. Palpatine's actual son really is a three-eyed alien, but his third eye is in the back of his head, <laughs> in the dead middle. He's called Triclops, and he Amazing. really does have the Force. And if he looks at you with the eye on the back of his head, which is not very useful, he can like hypnotize you or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. it's like, did your mom ever, for either of you, like tell you like, oh, I have eyes in the back of my head, like because like you were doing something naughty, and then like, uh, she's yes. like, oh, I saw that because I have eyes in the back of my head. Like I believed that for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Palpatine's uh, three-eyed son Triclops uh, actually did that for, for real, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh God. What else? Oh, speaking of awkward enforced parallels, um, back in the Death Star two uh, wreckage, when Rey's exploring it, she has her own Luke in the dark side cave analog. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. In the stupid fucking double-bladed lightsaber that can flip around into, yeah, into a two- the, the hinge saber yeah, yeah. and then she and has teeth she has like <laughs> monster teeth she has golem teeth like, <laughs> <laughs> it's... 
Now, here's the thing that I did like about the whole Death Star 2 scene before other people started coming into it, and that was that if you listen carefully to the score while she's in the throne room, you're hearing the same Return of the Jedi like throne room right. score. Sure. You're like all the musical mm-hmm. themes are coming back. And I, I think John Williams did a really wonderful job with that. Um, so yep. I just want to make sure that I, I make a plug for John Williams here. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Chapo recently did like a watch through of all three of the prequels and um, they made the point like John Williams is the only true auteur of Star Wars. He's the only one who like consistently brings it for literally all nine movies and like he, he just knocks it out of the park every time. It, it's it's very bombastic and it's very on the nose but like god damn if it doesn't work every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. True um, craftsman. True craftsman yeah. of all of this. Uh, Kylo had tracked Ray, and I also think from a, from a, like a screenwriting perspective, this this was handled well. Like they kind of switch positions in the Death Star throne room thematically, because uh, Kylo finds his purpose. He realizes that like he is good, and Ray kind of abandons her hope, and she kind of fucks off and does what Luke does. Yes, um, and right. and that's just like thematically well handled at at, at a good location in, in the script. I agree. I actually had made that note to myself at this point in the film that I thought that the sort of thematic switch that they did between Kylo Ren and Rey sort of taking on different roles was actually a thing that I thought was clever. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that, and that, that, that can only imagine that this that flip would have more weight if the dyad thing was like legit and actually was present right. yeah. more so. Yeah. Oh, and we also get the the harrison ford cameo here oh my god i forgot about okay that. there were too many ghosts in this movie too yep. many ghosts too many too spooky too spooky, <laughs> too spooky. <laughs> yeah um i think it's ambiguous as to whether or not i mean i mean this is splitting hairs but like i i always i, I interpreted that scene it's like kylo's talking to himself oh, yeah no just, i i think just yeah. literalized yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't think he's but, actually but a force it, ghost it, but it's a ghost in all but it, in all but name. It's it's the same right. function. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that he didn't a... shave. He was just like, "Fuck it, I'm not shaving for this bullshit." <laughs> oh, Harrison Ford rolled out of bed and they they drove him over. <laughs> like those yeah. were actually his Here's clothes. Maybe he was sir. actually CGI. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, It'd be funny if he kept like his earrings in, you know, because like Harrison Ford like has yeah, like, he... multiple earrings in each ear. It'd be funny yeah, if it's yes. like, okay, I guess like, it's I see it in your contract. Shit. All right. We can't... Oh, we can't even edit those out. Damn. I got these in the spice mines of Kessel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Lu- uh, Ray fucks off back to Octo. And um, the, the scene where Ghost Luke uh, lifts up his old X-Wing. Yeah. That that that's one of those things that sounds good on paper, because it's like, oh, he did what he couldn't do in the Empire. Like he he took Yoda's place, and he he realizes that size really doesn't matter. But I don't know. It, it felt really it felt really forced. Pun. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um. Yeah. He also looked horrible. He the, did. The ghost Luke. Um. It looked like you did it in After Effects, like on on a weekend. Oh yeah. I'm just um, glad we got the the porgs back. Just yes. two little porgs. Yep, it's all I like porgs. Love the porgs. Um, I'm pro porg. We didn't get the little nuns, but you know, whatever. Oh yeah, the yeah, they were cool too. Um, oh god, and then everyone. Oh, this is when. Is this when Leia dies? She she dies when uh, 
Yeah, she when, heals Kylo. Yeah, she heals. Yeah. She heals Kylo Ren, and then, mm. and then she dies, and like, um, Ray realizes that the two of them are are force connecting, and she's like, "Oh right. shit, sorry, I, I yeah. actually, <laughs> I didn't mean I just to kill you, my master." <laughs> fuck, fuck no. <laughs> as as awful and like disrespectful as it was. The way they had Carrie Fisher in here, I do like that R two is the one with her when she dies. Yeah, yeah. that's like a very that, that was like a very nice yeah. callback too. I thought know. it was kind of funny that they just like put a sheet over her dead body though, and they leave <laughs> it there for the rest of the movie. I know, like how long was it canonically? <laughs> right. it's, it's gotta be at least a day or two. Like it's like they all come back after the final battle, battle and they're like, oh shit, we forgot about that. <laughs> we forgot about. Well, she does disappear eventually, so yeah. Yeah, mm. that's true. yeah. She, I think at the end scene, she just well when when Kylo disappears. Right? Yeah. yeah, when he disappears. Yeah, she, she disappears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Like maybe if she she died by taking his pain onto him, she could only disappear once he did too. Right. Maybe. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Who cares? Whatever makes you sleep okay. at night. Yep. Yeah. Um. Over overconsumption of death sticks helps me to sleep through the night. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh God. Then, then they make some harebrained scheme, like they're like, "Oh, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, Dominic Monaghan, get in here. We got to come up with a battle plan. We got, we got to get, get, get this shit done. We got to get Lando to round up the entire galaxy in seven hours." Yeah. And because Palpatine has like his gigantic death fleet of like, this is so fucking dumb. All all of the Zeisten class star destroyers individually have super lasers. That was crazy, just ridiculous. So it's like, okay, so we have the Death Star one, we have the Death Star two, which is just Death Star but bigger. Then we have the Star Killer base, which is like Death Star two but even bigger, and it's like a multi pronged laser. And now we have like a million fucking super. La- it's just like more, more. And it's like it doesn't matter at that point. They overuse it so much no. that I'm like, when they blow up Kajimi, I'm like, whatever. You blow up so many planets yeah. at this point. Like, what are you gonna do? Blow up more planets? Right. I was only upset because I thought Babu Frick might have died. Oh, I know that was the only <laughs> yeah, reason I was sad about it too. I was like, Babu Frick, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but he ended up being um, okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. hey. <laughs> He he's riding with um Carrie Russell and her her yeah. Y wing yeah 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 uh, Zori Bliss is that the character's name I Zori think so. yeah Zori Bliss yeah. yeah she has cool guns I guess they look a little too steampunk but like they're it's cool mm-hmm. to it's see a like, look. yeah even um, some of the uh, ex stormtroopers uh, Jana and her crew like they have some like steampunk esque weapons like flintlock musket like guns and then she has of she, course she's a bow and arrow yeah. yeah I like what they did with their stormtrooper armor. And like yes. repurposing it, I thought that that mm-hmm. was really cool and a, and a good costuming yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like the horses. They, some people run like up the horses. Some people yeah. said it was like Disneyfied, but I don't fucking care. Those horses were fucking cool. They were cool. Like, call me a and horse it, girl. I like those horses. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis and like riding, riding mounts is like a long established Star Wars tradition. And like, yeah, the, these these movies are not science fiction. They're it's been made, it's been said multiple times. But they're they're science fantasy. They're fantasy right. in space. So of course, there's going to be a horse riding cavalry scene on a Star Destroyer, and and that, that worked. I, yeah. I thought that was, was cool. fucking yeah. dope. Space westerns. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. 
I mean, that was the westerns and the samurai films were some of the original um, influences yep. for for mm-hmm. Lucas. So it just it totally makes sense. Anybody who says otherwise is being a historical and a dweeb. And I will give you an atomic wedgie. <laughs> Sounds fair, um, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> that scene at the final battle because of course there's a final battle they all throw their ships at, against each other um when lando comes 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 in with the the cavalry of ships yeah that is anxiety inducing mm-hmm. the number of ships and they're all just like randomized it, it's it's like guys you have space right literally yeah, you, you have space really expand we have wide what? angle lenses like we can film it it's fine also it's also cgi so <laughs> How did they feed everybody on those on those star destroyers? Is my question. Yeah. Like, how did they mm, maintain an army of that size uh, right. under those conditions for so long? Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's secret, right? Like yeah. they're in secret. They're underwater for a b- big they, portion of it as well. <laughs> how do they grow planets on the the lightning death Sith? How, yeah. how do they grow crops on the lightning right. death Sith planet? Is like, it just like synthesized stuff? Like they have like a stock of like synthesized food? Like I I do not understand that either. It should have been like some kind of hybrid man machine thing. Like they, you know, what they could have done. They could have like gotten all the scraps from the Trade Federation's droid army. And like had this unholy synthesis right. of like, like necromantic Sith troops fused with battle droids. That would have been fucking yeah, dope. That would have been cool. Honestly, that would have been an awesome idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> roger, Roger. Oh my god. And that would have, <laughs> and that would have been cool too, because like it would have, um, it would have highlighted the the idea that Palpatine really was planning this from all along. Because yeah. like, because right. he was in control of the Trade Federation too back in the day. He's like. I will get my tools from the past and make them <laughs> exactly. use them, use them yeah. today. Yeah, my my fallen servants live once more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It would been so cool. Oh, man. Nick, you should have written no. this movie. You really should have. <laughs> I this wish it could have been amazing <laughs> if you wrote this. <laughs> maybe I'll do, a, uh, maybe I'll do like a fan script, just like throw some shit together. Yeah. What else you got to do right now besides this podcast, your other podcast? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Um, Ray goes to confront Palpatine, and she has Leia's lightsaber. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird. Another blue lightsaber. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Hers is blue too, along with um, because Kylo has Luke's blue yeah. one. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Ray Ray has both. Yeah, Ray has both because Kylo threw his old one in. Yeah, away, he in chucked the, it in the yeah. water. Which, yeah. which yeah. was, yeah. I think, a very good use of symbolism. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Especially, they they had just had their duel on, on the the waves right. before that too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets the crap kicked out of Kylo gets the crap kicked out of him by the Knights of Ren, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like. <laughs> what was the whole point of the knights of ren if like they were just gonna turn on him later yeah it's a cool idea like like kylo has like this quirky mini boss team like these these weirdos that like like his goth posse and they all have like different weapons and they they, they're all kind of mismatched like i I like that visually but they're they're, they they don't do anything Mm -mm. no and even that fight scene was way too short Mm -hmm. although like you were saying earlier it is cool when and it, it it is good when Ray passes him the lightsaber behind her back. Yeah, that was he dope. picks it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because so I guess maybe we should set that up a little bit. Um, so 
uh, Ray and the Emperor are talking, and uh, the Emperor's like, you have to strike me down, um, then you'll become all-powerful, blah, blah, blah. All the acolytes are in the, st- the, the, the bleachers, basically, just being like, yeah, do it! <laughs> <laughs> did you did you guys think that was literal or was that like the the sith of all the millennia witnessing this uh it's literal because jj abrams <laughs> yes, <stupid>. so it's, <laughs> it's, it's literal it's yeah no i agree i mean acceptable it should have been metaphorical yeah, but right. i don't i i don't think in spirit it was um yeah that's giving him way too much credit because <laughs> they all die later like when uh the stadium yeah. starts falling apart. Yeah. Like we see rocks crush some of them. So That's they don't true. just like dissipate into like, you know, spirit energy yeah. or anything like that. But here's true. the thing. Palpatine abandons his plan, right? Because right. he figures out, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. You guys have a force dyad. I'll just suck the energy out of both yeah. of you and I'll just be <laughs> emperor forever. And it's like, why? Like, how did you not see that coming, dude? I think he's just winging it at this point. Oh, yeah. He's old. He's, he, he's, he's he tired. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's in Biden, Biden's stage right now. Oh, my God. It's true. Yeah. He's actually... Oh, my God. He, like, Travers thought that he was a Trump surrogate. He's actually a Biden surrogate. But we didn't Shit. know that yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the skeleton key to figuring out this movie. It's not about Trump. It's about Biden. Yeah. Damn, son. Damn. Okay. The Sith are actually liberalism. I'm fine the with Sith. that. No, yeah, the Sith is liberals. The Jedi are, the Jedi are like traditionalists, for sure. Sure, why not? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, everything falls apart. <laughs> everything falls apart when you try to. We're just making it, it up way. as we go along. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess like Ray beats Palpatine because she has two oh, lightsabers, right. which lets yep. her de- deflect it back. It's like he didn't see that one coming either. That that that, that seems like a really obvious tactical point that. I don't know. Maybe maybe if Mason Windu had two lightsabers, he would have beaten Palpatine all those years ago. <laughs> but like, did she die because all of the Sith entered her when she killed him? Like he said it would, or like, I, did she die I because she expended so much energy? Like, why? Right. Why did it happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. No idea. Um, there was also that scene that we alluded to earlier the the planetarium scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. When we have Luke, Mace Windu, Yoda, Obi Wan, everyone saying like "Get up, stand up, get uh, up!" Yes, uh, <laughs> Ashok Tano or whatever her name is, <laughs> Ahsoka. Ahsoka, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Asada Shakur <laughs> talks to him. <laughs> her, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Nothing matters. You can say whatever you want on this podcast. <laughs> it's her. Her name is spelled A H S O K A. So it's it's easy to flip s and the h gotcha. so it sounds like okay yeah, yeah. right um, apparently rosario dawson yeah. is gonna play her yeah. in a live action yes. which i mean good good casting choice i just have no connection mm. to the character yeah i don't i never watched that so uh god what else has she dumped uh, Cory booker yet is that happened no yeah. no no <laughs> i think they're still together yeah what they are still together yeah He'll probably be in the uh, the Disney Plus show. Like, the, oh the, the, I mean, I don't know. Like, why not? He's going to be like a, I don't know, like the clone of Mace Windu or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a bald guy. This is important, so I'm looking up. Um, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Um, I think they're still together, though. Yeah, I, I, it yeah, looks like God, it. Yeah. God damn it. Um, 
so yeah and then palpatine dies sheev palpatine dies but then ray's also dead but kylo or i guess ben solo at this point he does the force heal Mm -hmm. and um he takes her wounds onto him and he dies but they get one kiss in so they they get to pander to the raylos but they also don't give them what they Here's want. Here's the thing. Yeah. I am hardcore Raylo, but when I say that, uh-huh. this is what I mean. I mean okay. that yep. the tension between Kylo Ren and Rey was like super horny energy, and there was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on there with power dynamics, but they weren't supposed to let you have it. Hmm. Like, at all. That's, at all. That's like, a, I, I, I honestly yep. think that the point of that was supposed to be something much deeper and they could have really expanded on what that meant but i don't think that yeah. the two of them should have like ben solo shouldn't have been redeemed and ray should not have been allowed to live at the same time like you know right. they, they shouldn't right. like right. either ray had died and then ben takes up the mantle and it's like okay well i guess now i'm the last of the jedi or you you know, you know you have like you know ben dying in some other way and like in the incident and Ray being like, okay, well, like he was redeemed, but he was also a war criminal. So like, I guess it's better this way. I think a really interesting ending would have been one of the ones you just suggested would have been Ray dying and and Ben, Ben becoming Ben again, but he has to actually work for his redemption in the future. Yeah. That, that would have been a very interesting, like, it would have been it would have been like a very interesting interpretation of that dynamic because I I do agree, I do think Raylo is. There's clearly something there, like yeah, all all, the, all these all these horny Tumblr people are not point, yeah. are, are not making that up. Like right. it's hot, um, but it shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's that that is like not only perfect for those characters, <laughs> but that's perfect for all of Star Wars sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like oh ala sakura huh it's mm. hot but it shouldn't happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah but you know like that- obviously ray should have died and uh ren kylo ren should have been ben solo because then the fucking title of this fucking movie would have made so, sense i right? know yes. <laughs> and instead like, they force it it's ham-fisted at the end it's so ridiculous <laughs> like the the rise of Skywalker should be the person who's actually a fucking Skywalker. Yeah. It should yep. be Kylo Ren, Ben Solo Skywalker. No. It yep. shouldn't be like Lana Del Rey, Rey Skywalker or whatever the fuck happens at the end of this fucking movie. Lana Del Rey. It's just right. I stole that from t- Twitter, I think. But. Oh, sh- yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. That fucking ending, too. So, like, before we get to the, the real ending, which is insane, um, we, <laughs> have, we have the, the reunion. <laughs> We we have the first canonically gay kiss in Star yes. Wars. I don't know if you missed it because you were supposed to miss I it. I did. Yes. Yep. Um, I was on my phone. I think throughout the majority of this film, so I missed almost everything we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I've shot from it, the hip this whole episode. <laughs> it's it's an it's an older female cast uh, or character, and she she's in the Last Jedi too. She like she's like a, like a, a like Leia's aide or something. Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she she's seen embracing and possibly kissing another female character in the background. It, it's it's like <laughs> it, it it is made to be cut out for the Chinese release. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um and then we get that scene. Oh my god. Um here Chewie, here's your medal. Maz Kanata does nothing in this film as well. I think that's the only time she appears. She mm-hmm. was She's on earlier. earlier, but she had mm-hmm. like one line. Yeah. Right. 
Right. She just like fills in some of the gaps when like you know the um the CGI Leia doesn't make any sense. They're like, oh shit, add uh, CGI Lupita Nyong'o to make sense of what this one just said. That's why, yeah, Maz Katana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then they all hug it out, and they're like, oh, you you guys are all my friends. Like we're we're just happy yeah. here, and and then we we get, we get Ewoks, we get Ewoks, yes. we do see Wicked again. Yeah. Yep. Um. And then we get the real ending where Ray goes back, goes to Tatooine. Yep. Don't know why she would know where that is or why it's significant. Um, she buries the lightsabers in the sand. She with the turns force. On her lightsab- she does. Yeah. She can't like get a shovel. She has to like <laughs> force bury them. Yeah. She she uses the the force for minor conveniences. <laughs> um, I thought it was kind of cool that she turned her staff into a light into her yeah. lightsaber hilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was neat. Um, it's yellow. I guess that's like, oh, it's a color we haven't seen before as a lightsaber. It's a new path going forward, even mm-hmm. though it's completely unearned. And then some random woman <laughs> who, <laughs> in my mind, <laughs> I I think she is, uh, okay, what's her fucking name? I forget the character. Hang on. Editor on this, Lewis. I want to find this. Okay. But you're right, I will not edit around this. <laughs> this is this goes in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is primo content. I like how she sleds down into uh, Luke's old house. Like there's there's a bunch of sand um, where I guess stairs were previously. Um, so instead of just like I don't know walking she like finds a piece of scrap metal and she just sleds down well you know lewis um, it's a call back to when mm-hmm. she was growing up on her own sledding down hills of sand when she lived back on jakku like just a call back to childhood for her oh i'm just i'm just so cynical i uh, <laughs> i couldn't see that for what it is <laughs> no i hated it too but i know why they did it yeah I mean, who doesn't like sleds? I get it. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Nick, did you find this person's name? I almost have it. Wikipedia's sh- being shitty. I-, I swear to God, this will be worth it. <laughs> and she's like, no one's been here in a long time. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, and she has like a, she has some kind of beast of burden alien with yeah. her. Well, and here's the thing, because like earlier on in the film when they're in Space India and that uh, alien is like, hey, like, what's your name? And she's like, Ray. And they're like, well, she wants to know what your family name is. She's like, well, I don't have one of those. Like, and then you find out like, yeah, okay, well, your family name is Palpatine. And now she's like standing on this planet. She's like, well, actually, my name's Skywalker. Like, you know, okay. God damn it. I, I should have just gone for it because I knew this character's name and I got it right in my oh head. Oh my but god. You gotta trust yourself, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Use the um, force. So remember in episode one when Anakin when Qui-Gon's with Anakin and like they're they're buying food and he's like, Oh here, eat take these berries, they're really good and he Qui-Gon takes it, he puts it beneath his poncho and you see it's his lightsaber. And the woman's like, Oh, my bones are aching. Storm's coming, Annie, better get home quick. That yes, lady's yeah. Jira. I think this woman's Jira. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think Super. she'd be way too old. Yeah, I don't probably. Think that's right. <laughs> this is like fifty years, years later. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, like Chewbacca's two hundred fifty. They say so. Maybe the humans uh, or like the humanoid characters also age differently than like Earth humans. So I don't know. I don't think so. I think um, they're they're human. They're 
the same humans as we are. That's fucking like, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking point? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't just know. like age, do do something different. Like, have your spleen be in a different place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have your have your uh, mitochondria be midi chlorians. <laughs> I don't That's even want to folks. get into that conversation, so let's not. <laughs> oh, let's I mean, not go there. <laughs> it might it might be the time for it. <laughs> this movie's done because the movie's done. We see fucking Ghost Luke and Ghost Leia. Yeah, and, and then they, she they look says like, she's a Skywalker after she sees the ghost. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to steal Skywalker valor." Cool. Yeah, it it looks like a Kincaid painting. Yeah, um, <laughs> like what this. it does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the movie's done. That's that's it. Yep. Yeah. We get twin sons classic. Yep. classic. That's how they ended the the Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith as well. Hmm. Oh, right. Because that yeah, that ends on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had Owen Lars right holding holding right. baby Luke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no that 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 runs it out. And um, I I want to say like I I don't I don't believe how bad it is, but like the writing was on the wall when when they responded to the Last Jedi the way they did. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even after this movie came out, like I don't know if you've seen any like the the official Disney Twitter announcements about this movie. They keep like adding stuff. Yep. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it, it yeah. which is like it's like oh um the 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 Palpatine that we see in this movie was actually a clone of the real Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ray's that, pe- like father is actually a clone of the real Palpatine, right? Is that what it is? They're all or just is, clones. They're the all Palpatine. just clones. Yeah, yeah, they're all just right. They're all just clones. Because Palpatine doesn't fuck. Uh, <laughs> he just clones um, himself. Uh, canonically, he does. Okay. Uh, he he fucks his aid like his aides in um in the prequel trilogy. Oh, okay. But yeah. But specifically, his son who sires ray is a clone as well i don't know okay i thought that's what i read but maybe not who cares again yeah, nothing yeah, matters yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing matters um but yeah I, I think it's just so telling that, that, that that's like the final bitter insult to star wars like that disney's releasing these little 100 100 character updates yep. to this movie like months after it came out right yeah very that um, that, that, that says it all yeah very um jk rowling yeah palpatine doesn't actually go to the bathroom he just shits wherever he is and he he force magics it away Uh, yep gotta love it um we do have some workers of note here uh three interesting workers of interest let's say not workers of note (laughs) Uh, and they're all uncredited so i guess we we technically owe it to them to to recognize their labor i guess so uh, yeah so we uh first one here um you might have heard of him uh lin-manuel miranda um uh, he plays a soldier at some point i didn't see him on screen i don't remember it but i guess he's in this movie <laughs> yeah just soldier like it i i know he i know he composed a little ditty for the force awakens the yeah. the bar maz Kanata's cantina he yes that, that song is, mm-hmm. he did that yeah and so um, he's a rebel soldier, right? I assume must must be. It yeah. would say stormtrooper because the other another one that we have here, Ed Sheeran, <laughs> yep, is a stormtrooper. Um, so yeah, I know, Ed- I know Daniel Craig was one in the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah he, he's one in the. Yep, Ed Sheeran getting all the cameos. He did like a Game of Thrones cameo sometime in the last couple of seasons. I think that's right. Yep, 
but that mm-hmm. one made more sense because he was like a bard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like actually playing an instrument. Like that make that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have him dress dress him up. Be, have him be like a a Max Rebo guy or something in this movie. Cool. He could he could have been playing something. Yeah, they go to a bar at one point. They do. Just mm-hmm. like at the festival or whatever. Yeah, you know? during the festival, I think. But um, uh, so and then rounding it us out here, we have Kevin Smith. Uh, hey, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> uh, as an inhabitant of Kajimi. So, Kajimi's the Vichy France place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't I don't remember him. I'm sure he's in a background. Maybe he's being one of the people who's being harassed by stormtroopers. Probably it's possible. But I consider it an honor to be harassed by stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> it is my it's my pleasure. Yeah, but those um, um yeah. So those are cameos. They exist in this movie. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. Um so closing thoughts um, for our broke recommendation. Um, I will give this one to the prequel fans. Um, anyone still standing for the prequel trilogy. Um, you have a little more ground to stand on now. Like I, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, we, we did rewatch the prequels for this, for this show. Um, they're trash. The, the reputation is accurate. Um, and I went into them with as good, as much good faith as possible, but like, just, no, God, no. No. Um, but I will, again, I will say I don't agree with prequel stands at this point, but, you have more justification given the existence of this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and then our woke recommendation uh, is for people who have always hated star Wars. Um, <laughs> you also have justification. Now. <laughs> I mean, the, the first rotten uh, of the star Wars films, um, mm. 50, what is it? 52%. Um, yep. You know, even, even Attack of the Clones is, is a is a fresh film. I'm not sure if it's certified fresh, but um, it's they're all they're all fresh until this movie. They're um, all fresh piles of something. <laughs> um, so you know, and I'm obviously I'm not someone who's always hated Star Wars. I I loved it as a kid, and then I had somewhat of a falling out after the prequels. Um, I, I'm definitely more of a casual fan. But I am glad that this movie exists because now I can hate it. <laughs> and Lewis, what, what was your um, AIM screen name? Uh, it was Star Wars Junkie ninety. Amazing. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and it was J U N K I E because there was someone else who was J U N K Y, and sometimes my friends would message him, and he was like just some like forty year old like Star Wars Amazing. dude. <laughs> they start having a conversation. They're like, "Oh no, no, that's not Lewis." <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> oh my god okay so i guess finally we have our bespoke recommendation uh and that would be um george lucas uh and the star wars is yes. star wars is dead um and yep. uh george lucas i guess can sit there and watch this movie and say yeah boy i'm glad i'm not responsible for this um, <laughs> and maybe be able to reflect on his decisions in his lifetime um but yeah, I mean, I long live Star Wars, you guys. I remember when um, when George Lucas was done with the prequels, he was like, "I'm done with this stuff. I'm gonna go make some independent movies. I want to focus more on those." Like, and what did he do? Have you done that? <laughs> Have you done that? <laughs> yeah, he was like, "I lo- I really liked making the arty stuff when I was uh, in film school." And it's like, yeah, you haven't done it in like decades, dude. Uh, and you really did it. Once. And honestly, uh, <laughs> I I would honestly. I would honestly find that super interesting if he actually did do it just yeah. from a purely 
academic perspective i I think that would be like interesting for like this multi-billionaire to to return to his to to attempt to turn to return to his roots but um like just put up or shut up dude right yeah i mean he's done absolutely nothing yeah for i mean at least a decade now because yeah. he he did some reshoots and he produced Reds uh, or Red Tails, um, Red Tails about the Tuskegee Airmen, but yep, that's it. He did Indy Four after the. Oh yeah, he did Indy Four. <laughs> did he, did he ever? Jesus. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess that's everything. Where it, it is finished, as they say. <laughs> um, the saga uh, will continue, unfortunately. Uh. Oh God! Yeah, it will. They will just keep shitting them out until they don't make any money off of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which is never no. Happen. I mean, unless um, capitalism falls, but right, right. We shall yeah. see. We'll see. To be determined. <laughs> here's here's hoping a, a new hope. One yes, say. but see, here's the new motivation: overthrow capitalism so you don't have to see any Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think yep, we can that, get a lot of leftists behind. That. Yeah, that is for sure. Jesus. Yeah. Stop the madness. (laughs) Well, Molly, thank you so much for being on the show with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you both. I really appreciated being here. And uh, this was a fun topic to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, It it felt very... I I feel more vindicated now. And I feel like I've gone through... Kind of gone through the crucible. And I've come out stronger for it. (laughs) Yeah. And now none of us ever have to see this movie again. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. I actually, this is the only Star Wars film I did not see in theaters because uh, I had, um, you know, I first started seeing Star Wars films with the original trilogy in like the re-releases in the '90s. Um, yep. So yeah, this was this was big for me to not see it in theaters. You didn't see Solo in theaters. Oh shit! You're right. I didn't see Solo in theaters either. Okay, fair enough. But I I, I love that I know your <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> viewing habits. It's important. We keep each other updated on that and our yeah. and our stools. That's it. No. Yep. <laughs> uh, on that note, on that we'll, note. Uh, we'll see. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye, folks. Bye. Bye.